Today's thoughts explore photos and their relationships with our feelings and our memories. This podcast is a rough around the edges attempt at exploring my mind in hopes that it might inspire you to explore yours. My name is Fontaine, and this is Fox in Thought. I open my photos to get the latest receipt for an expense report, and there he is. My heart constricts, my stomach drops, and I want to vomit. It's a picture of my ex-boyfriend. He's in a pink tutu and rollerblades, extending his hand towards me, trying to draw me to the skating rink. Above the image, Google Photos proclaims, Rediscover this day. My mind flashes back to that evening at Burning Man when we broke off from the group and went on our own adventure. My imagination is deep in the playa before I snap back out to reality. (laughs) I just wanted my receipt. Look, I don't want to feel that way when I see pictures of him. Yet here we are many years later, and my body has more power than my mind. And that damn technology is making it worse. When it comes to tech, I often get frustrated that the emotional impacts of tools that are used so widely don't seem to be considered in the building phase of the technology. Let's take Google Photos or Apple Photos. Pick your poison. It's a deeply emotional product. In fact, in some ways, photos are nearly entirely about feelings. The feeling of, aww, when my stepsister shares the newest shots of her baby Wells. The feeling of relief when I find that picture of the receipt. That feeling of gratitude when I see the shots from my Christmas Eve birthday dinner. And with a feature like Rediscover This Day, it's all about evoking the feeling of nostalgia. So with a photos product, the uses are deeply emotional. But in my experience working in tech, we don't talk about the emotional implications of actually using the product when we're building it. We aren't steeped in the uses of technology because we're so caught up with the underlying plumbing of the thing. Sometimes I've found the word emotion itself can be uncomfortable in a work meeting. A few times I've noticed that after mentioning the word emotion, people will tense up. And the conversation is not about my emotions or their emotions, but simply the fact that human beings have emotions. That word is often enough to send people uncomfortable with emotions into an existential spiral. And, uh, okay, how do I say this diplomatically? If you look at the demographic breakdown of the people who work in tech, I believe a lot of the people building the features are not people who are traditionally well-versed in emotional skills. 
In fact, some of them gravitate towards technology and computers specifically so that they don't have to exercise those skills. Personally, I think we should be hiring more emotions experts at tech companies. Psychologists, sociologists, anthropologists, and honestly, more women. I know it's a generalization, but in my experience, women tend to be more emotionally in touch than men. Though I do know a handful of guys who are pretty emotionally aware, and vice versa. Now, my ex continues to be one of the top people in my albums, surely because of the volume of photos we had together. So his face is displayed literally every time I open my photos. Now, Google Photos is mostly a private platform, so the entirety of this experience is mine, since the large majority of my photos are only visible to me. Of course, Facebook and Instagram have memories too, but they tend to be of a different flavor. Social media is often about projection. It's the story I want to tell about myself, the story I want you to think about me. So sure, I totally have a handful of photos of him in my social media, but they're not as intimate. They're more scripted, per se. Pictures of us at a wedding or smiling on a family vacation, but the real deal, the behind the scenes, those are the ones on my phone. On a recent Zoom call with some friends, I was prompted, describe your first memory. The first thing that came to mind was playing with the puzzle of the 50 states of America on the living room floor while wearing my Robin pajamas. I was always the Robin to my brother Walter's Batman. As I was thinking about that memory, I realized that it's also the earliest home video I've ever seen of myself. So I don't know if I actually remember that specific moment, or if I remember it because I saw a home video of it. And in the same way, I wonder how much I remember the pictures of my relationship rather than the relationship itself. Certainly the pictures are what provoke the memories, and naturally I only took photos of the good times. And I think they were mostly good times, but I do wonder what his memories are. I was the photographer of the two of us, so he wouldn't have but a fraction of the photos on his photo reel. So I may pop up every now and then, perhaps in a group or with the family, but I was certainly more likely to take couple shots or a moment of him making a silly face at me. So does he, or did he, feel less pain after a breakup because he didn't have the constant reminder. Generally speaking, I find value in taking photos to capture the narratives of our lives, but I'm super particular about how I do it. Like, I try not to interrupt the flow of a situation with the camera, but rather just capture moments as they happen or I'll bring a DSLR camera to a group trip, and I'll let everyone know that this is the picture camera. And if anybody wants to grab some pics, feel free to use it. 
So this actually encourages people not to use their phone, but empowers them to take those pictures if they want. And of course I tell them that I'll send out the album afterwards, and that way they can really focus on being present. But I wonder, is my conscientiousness about photo taking actually creating more suffering for myself? Yes, I do have beautiful narratives of dozens of trips with various groups of friends, but I'm also the one who will relive them again and again. Am I simply clinging on to the past? My friend Claudio described a similar feeling when he saw a picture of his ex-girlfriend pop up in his photo reel. He said he felt a pressure or some vacuum around his heart. He felt it falling or becoming empty. And he also noted that it lasted for about two or three seconds. Now, I was incredibly impressed when he shared that with me. He didn't simply label the emotion, saying that he felt sad or lonely or heartbroken. He actually described the feeling, like the actual bodily sensation that he felt. Now, with feelings, it's important to name them, label them. Like, I feel jealous, nostalgic, angry. But it's a different but still important skill to actually be able to describe the physical sensation. And to be honest, it is not one I'm very good at. Like, I'm decent at labeling, but not at describing exactly what it feels like. Will I always feel this when I see pictures of her? Claudio asked me. My heart silently screamed when he asked this question, because I wonder the same thing. I still feel things when I see photos of people I was close to, to from over a decade ago. Will I always feel that way? And it's not about her, Claudio shared with me. I don't feel that way when I see her. It's about the picture with her and me. It's about remembering who I was at that time and what I valued. And so maybe for me, it's not just about those people that I loved, but it's about seeing myself in those old photos and having gratitude for who that person used to be, what she used to enjoy, and who she used to love. Which photos in your life get you every time?